I'm fine. Come on, niggas don't they lose oxygen inside here? Oh, sure. Hey, you know, you know, it's it's hey. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, so yeah, we're recording. Oh, we're right, recording. Right, right. <laughs> 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 we move. We move. But how far now? As, as it should be, as it should be. Um, welcome <laughs> to the From Lagos We Love podcast. Um, I'm one of four hosts on the podcast. Uh, my name is Okuchi, aka the Chocolate Monster, aka the African Wizard, aka the yeah, Segway Samurai. Now, aka the Cock Monster. Don't relax, that, relax, man. relax. Never, uh, you, you talk like saying that you are savage, did you? <laughs> I mean, see, this is 2020. We don't know what he might be into. Save him, oh, save him for Tiwa. Save him for Tiwa. Relax. Um, and, uh... <laughs> is he a fan of Tiwa? No, on Tuesday, on Tuesday, if you go, if you go, they put my name out there like that. Now, me, you know. Me, yeah, 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 that can't be. Yeah, you know I'm saying. Yes, yeah. Tiwa invites me into booth now. You know, you know, nothing. Okay. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Reduce your volume. <laughs> um, and with me, I have my friends, uh, Dayo, Shopmoshope, and Sultan. I'll let them introduce themselves. Dayo. A.K.A. Beyonce of the pod. A.K.A. A.K.A. Oh. <laughs> do this guy. Some people have been coming for my, for my title. Solange of the, port, of the pod, thank but, you. No, there will be only be one Beyonce of the pod. Right, Just I'm say, not- I want to power of rice after. Fire up our thing we did here. Uh, Sultan, you know, you know how you rock it, man. You know, it's your boy, Young Bushido. Um, I don't know, I said LeBron James of the pod, you know. Um, wow, I mean, Kiliano Bapio. I spawn to say your, your headline, I'll be with you. Nigga, you just want to be me. Yo, everybody. Kiliano Bapio of the pod. You got all the news in here. Now I say, be like, whichever, whichever <laughs> one. <laughs> hey, fuck you, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, we see that your mohawk don't they don't go. Oh, what are you talking? What are you talking? You know, say we know say you be tribalism FC. That's the only reason why they face me. Now. And uh, we have with us somebody else on the pod. Small chops, how far? She was waiting for all special I, No, you know, somebody, nobody mentioned my name, so I didn't, you can't just Sorry, say chop. somebody chop. on the pod. Yeah. Anyways, hi everybody, it's Michelle Fair, aka Small Chops, aka mm. Chops. Hey, nice one, nice one, nice one. Um, it's good to have you in here, man. Uh, okay. Oxlade, are you still there? Yeah, laughing there, right? Oh, okay, okay, you just, okay, you just engage these niggas, have you? Nah, like, I'm feeling cruise now. <laughs> 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 uh, before before we I get said before we get into the shits now, we already know everything that's going on in Nigeria. If you've not been sleeping under a rock, you know everything about the um NSARS hashtag NSARS movement going on that's been going on in Nigeria for about three, four weeks now. Um and before we really get into the topics, we got an email from a listener uh that revolves around that topic. Shope, can you go ahead and draw us the honors, please? Yes. Um and once again, public service announcements. There's any pigeon in here, and it's not sounding the way you want it to sound. Sorry. Um, okay. Um, this is my SARS protest story, and mine is a bit different because it's from an entirely different space. But anyways, here it goes. So I'm not sure if you are all aware of how certain private colleges have resumed during this period. So I'm in one of them. 
I won't be putting out names just because they could probably get a hold of this and use it to expel me or whatever, but I'll be dropping hints so you could guess. So anyway, we resumed a bit before the NSARS protest even ever happened. So fast forward to when it started. Uh, we weren't as aware because, because it's like a whole other reality in here because of so many restrictions and stuff. Anyway, so the protests got bigger and bigger and everyone was showing some sort of support. And me, because I've had an encounter with SARS before, definitely wanted to be in the front lines because of the pain. But I couldn't because I'm in school. So that was not possible because exams were closed and stuff. Anyway, so here I am in a school where literally no one in my age group is showing any sort of support towards this protest because it sounds like some hoax or an action movie or something. And part of me understands because the school is stupidly strict, which is cool, plus there's so much privilege mentality and classism here. But this is much bigger than all of that. Anyway, so here I am customizing my face masks with the NSTARS hashtags in favor of the protests, and I'm wearing them literally everywhere in school. And this is a public setting, just because people have to be aware and stuff. And people my age are staring at me like I'm some sort of zombie or make some some corny next page um, <laughs> corny <laughs> jokes like I'm doing too much or laugh like it's banter and of course I don't care like whatever I get it there's always the ignorant ones but then because of how personal the protest was it did struck a chord anyway I continued with the mask thing and even some of my lecturers were cool with it. Some gave me good remarks for doing the bold move, but then I eventually got in trouble. So I'm at a, an exam hall, and so there's like this school security department that operates almost like SARS, the irony, LOL. Anyway, so I'm writing this paper, and there's this security guy that comes and confronts me about the mask in the exam hall. And then they call like the boss their head and the invigilator. And then they seize my mask and almost kick me out of the exam hall. And their exact words were, we don't do this here. This isn't a public school. And why are you carrying what's not your problem on your wow. head? Anyway, they dissolved the situation by themselves despite delaying me as the exams went on. And I wasn't given any sanctions, but I was warned that if any riots occurred, I'd definitely be called upon for questioning for instigating the riots. I just wanted to share this because of just how very upsetting everything is and how we're literally trying to fight for like something so credible but to the older generation, we're literally just bored teens. This is getting long. I'm not sure if this will make the pod, but I just hope it it like inspires anyone to keep up the fight. I'm probably still going to keep wearing the masks, but not to official settings because the school is so back is so backwards. But their motto is literally raising a new generation of leaders. Again, the irony, lol. I guess after reading this by now, the school would be evidently clear. They have this huge church and their main pastor is always on all white. So I think that should be hint enough. Sorry, this was super long. Just decided to share my own story on my own setback. Bless. Yeah, shout out to Flacco for the fan mail. We appreciate it. That all white, that all white wind dog. She in Dabuski, get school. Very cool. It's confidence. Oh. That one totally went over my head. I never had that touch in a minute. Fuck all of them. Amen. Uh, Amen. So, Oxley, what do you think about that email? First of all, I understand he or she's struggle, to be very honest, because these men are out there collecting their tithes and offerings, buying jets and shit, and they don't care about 
these youths, and these youths are part of their church congregation. They get bullied, they get, you know, brutalized. But based on facts, say, government don't show them up. They can't say jack. Fuck all mm. these spiritual leaders. Fuck all of them. They are not my access to God. I want to talk to my own God. I talk to God and he answers my prayers. That's why I'm here today. So, literally, these pastors are dead guys. Down to every spiritual leader that is not supporting this moment. All of them are dead guys. I said it with my chest. Facts. God bless, wow. God bless every Christian out there. I look love out. it. I just look at Linda because I want to see whether today or Sunday because this nigga preaching to me now. <laughs> now it's true now. Like, literally, immediately, I, I used to attend Living Faith. Trust me. Like, they have an amazing audience. They are very, 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 like, you know, dope, like, like spiritually and everything. But for you not to talk about the most important thing, the next generation of people that will secure your path for you, I mean, you're tight, literally, you're not saying mm -hmm. jack about it, and then you're shutting people up in your school, bro. Why is she prison? No bullshit now, for sure. So, no, it's unfair. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. So now that we're on it, can you tell us like how you got involved with the, the protests and, and the movement um, um some background? First of all, I be literally boy. I be lungu boy. Regardless of wherever I've performed in this life, I still give credits to the streets because the streets made me who I am and I learned literally everything from the streets. Mm -hmm. School no if you teach you how to wise, if you just give you brilliancy, do you understand? Mm -hmm. So like literally one of these days I went to Sule and I was heading back to the island and this set of, you know, police officers are you there? Yeah, we're here. Mm -hmm. This set of police officers just Pulled up on us or in front of my ride. It was even a taxi, but it wasn't my ride. I think my guy was 40. So the guy was pulled up. These guys just pulled up. Hey, where you come now? Blah, blah, blah. He told us to come out. Like, they literally instigated fear. Even if you be composed guy or responsible guy, there is no how you won't get scared by the initial grad they were giving me. Mm -hmm. I came out. They launched me blue, like all of them's mouth was smelling of bag and stout and everything and weed and all of that. Tie me up my jeans, throws and my leg no touch floor, threw me inside balls before they asked for my name. Like in my in, in my lungu, Ojoleba Bridge, live and direct. Everybody was shouting Oxlade, Oxlade. No, none of them gave Jack. So the taxi driver had to tweet about it and like literally the whole Twitter blew up. Um IG of police in Lagos region reached out. Trying to apologize. What is things not long bands? Tame your people. That's all we ask for. Mm. How will you be asking me why I have Zoom and Skype on my phone? What the fuck? Asking me why I have um why I'm making dollar transactions on my phone on legit business. Do you understand? It was quite alarming. That's why I got to realize that these people need reorientation. Mm. They are illiterate. Live and direct for a fact. I feel they are ex-convicts that they're just recycling into the system again. Mm -hmm. Do you understand me? So, like, I feel they need to be re-enlightened. Or maybe they even change that set, literally. Maybe they bring new people in. People where if you convert. You're telling us police is your friend, but we're living in fear. We're, li we're scared of going out because of both the police and the thieves. The police have now become the thieves because they'll take you to, to POS ports and, and, and withdraw money. By force, they will even take it to the police station these days. They're going to secure their car. They see a fresh mate, they will secure their car life and direct, and nothing will happen. And you can, no matter the noise you want to make, the government will take 
they would, they would throw a face. Imagine what happened in Lekki Massacre. See what Boy was saying. See the major cap, pre-recorded cap. Cap. And 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 we live in this country, and we say we're practicing democracy. It's unfair. So literally, I had to take it up on myself because if it, like if I was in Oxley, bro, life they will run me street, and there's nothing I can do about it. That's the line. That's the line. That's the most scariest line I've heard in my life. He said, "I will gun you down. Nobody will come save you, and there's nothing you can do about it." They gave it to me, life and direct, for doing nothing, for what, for having Zoom on my phone. So literally, if I can live in fear, if I can like, if I can have that type of treatment, anybody can have that type of treatment. And with the little words I had, I had to take it up on myself to voice out and join the protest. But see what happened again. They still use gun pushers. They still drag my manager. They still want Freeman for murder of themselves with a kill. So you you so you know after your experience and everything everything that you you go through yourself, um, <clears throat> you go on the streets with your guys and you know everybody supporting. At what point do things go left during the protest? Um, we went to all the ends and corners and major roads in Tirulere to protest peacefully. There's caps lock in that peacefully. Mm. For you to know, we went to the local government. Went to National Stadium. We went to Chita. We went to literally everywhere. Bajabi Amila's office in Lagos. We went to Desmondelo's office in Lagos, Surulere. And the final place we went to was their zones. Anti-robbery squad. We went there to peacefully beg them that we are, we are the ones that are meant to be protected, not attacked. And they started shooting at us. We no carry weapon go. We no carry anything go. I mean, if we were truly hoodlums and we were, you know, doing the bad things they framed us for, why didn't we break down the local government? Why didn't we loot the whole places we went to? But I mean, they just wanted to instigate fear. They killed a man that was not even protesting. But bad just they go on in home and they fall on. I mean, we need accountability for all these things. People killed, like... Police people brutalize innocent citizens and go scot free with it. All the all the people that you know shot at the lucky at the lucky protesters have not been identified a week after. So there's something Babangida used to say. He said there is no um chaos that goes down in Nigeria that it, and, 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 and lasts for 48 hours without cause of alarm that the government does not know about. Mm. And I promise you, he wasn't capping. Bro, I'm going to And I promise you, he wasn't capping. Because, bro, after that, nobody went down. Nobody was sacked. Nobody, nobody was prosecuted. And all he said was, so-called protesters, we've heard your cry. Now you can go back to work. You killed 70, 70 guinea. Bro, even in even in Port Harcourt, they entered houses to gun people down, to kidnap people. Are we practicing democracy or military? That's another question I should be asking the federal government. Because it's so unfair to be living in fear and you still call yourself a Nigerian and you think you are practicing democracy. If we are saying, okay, we should get our PVC and everything, what is the guarantee that these people are not going to rig this next election, even if we're saying the power is in our hands? Are we sure that we Nigerians are citizens and not slaves? 
these are questions I would want to ask the president one on one if he gives me a chance to ask him because it's becoming so much. I had I had I had mental breakdown for like two weeks straight after they took my my manager because when I saw him I like I could not imagine them do this to a human being. They know if you do animal like that for US, they go arrest the person life and direct. I hope the guys ready for US for yeah, no, it's not the top. No, for sure. But at what point during the protest did he get taken? Like, how did that happen? They just started shooting at us directly. That we didn't have any form of attack or retaliation. If you there, there are different clips and videos and proofs. Uh, bro, there was none of us firing at these people. They were just trigger-free policemen that felt they had the power in their hands. To do whatever they want they wanted to do and they would just frame one of these guys in the front line for probably triggering anything. Can you imagine the first time um Ojabi's parents went to the police station? They told his parents he's not there. So they wanted him to take the fall, they would clean the boy, they would, they would gun him down and say, uh, it was when they were exchanging fire. What if it was not what if it was not Oxley's manager? What if it was a normal Nigerian youth? That's what the boy for move. So, this thing going on in Nigeria is very, very serious. It's very, very serious. And I hope with this podcast also can aid us to spread the word out there. Things they go down for Nigeria. I don't feel like for you. Nobody is safe. Nobody is safe. Imagine we guys come declare our phone, the off location, maybe they no come gun us down for inside our own house. Who is our money by? For our land. Um, for sure. To your point about using our platform, for sure, that's what we do. We've, you know, um, several of us on the podcast have been to protest over here and, you know, we've been doing our best uh, to contribute to what's going on over in Nigeria because, again, we have family and friends and, like you said, it's our land. Like, um, how's your manager doing? Like, hope he's good. Like, I've seen some rumors about, like, he had, like, a brain injury, he can't use his fingers and stuff. Like, is that, like, true? Like, or... It's no rumor. I tweeted that. Oh, wow. Yeah, I didn't know because yeah. I saw some people tweet it, so I wasn't sure. Like because a lot of news was going around about some different stuff, so I just wanted to make sure. Yeah, but is it so, doing better I now? Know. I mean, physically, my boy they heal, but like me deep down, I know up there mm-hmm. he's not the same. Yeah, and it's going to take months, probably a therapist or whatever. I got so dead eye to eye. Do you understand? So even if it's for me, I had guy for the world and he's doing James Bond. Me, I know my brother when I see him and I know he's not who I am seeing right now. So hopefully when he's healed like physically, then we cannot take him to the therapist to fix him up. Uh Chopin, you can go ahead and ask a question. So I feel like over the past week or so, we've seen how well, we've just seen how like the amount of people talking about what's going on in Nigeria and stuff has really like slowed down, and you can tell that a lot of people um, have kind of lost hope. Um, and I was just gonna, and I was at, wondering, are you still like hopeful about Nigeria's future? Uh, and do you still think that change is possible? And like, what is what are kind of like your hopes <clears throat> for? If we didn't have hope in Nigeria, we wouldn't stand up for our rights. If we gave up like our parents did, we won't make this level of impact on the world generally. So for us to take this up on ourselves, there is definitely hope in the future of Nigeria. Um, I'm not the only one. 
I'm not the only one, you know, pushing for this. There are lots of celebrities out there. You can see external bodies, international celebrities, you know, giving, lending their voice and raising awareness with this. So definitely, these are very encouraging times for Nigerian youths. And for a fact, I might be wrong, but I've never seen Nigeria generally this together before in this much level of chaos. Mm -hmm. So there's hope for Nigeria, trust me. The videos try. How many of us are on key? The videos try. By the grace of God, we're going to win. Amen. Uh, Dave, you can go ahead and ask your question. Yeah, go ahead. And oh, ask. yeah, yeah. Yes, um, my question is about how NSAS has affected you, affected your brand in general. Um, how the movement, aside from protesting and you being out there, like, how does it affect your music? Because I see a lot of people hasn't haven't been putting out music in this um, because of the whole protests and people focusing on trying bro, to focus on trying to lend their voices. My bro, I pursued their life the blue. Hope so, you know. If I don't lend my voice now, I might be the next person they gone down. How do I want to promote my music when I'm dead? So I need to voice out now and promote my music later. Music can wait. Even my fans understand. Majority of the posts on my page for the last one month has literally been about answers, and it is intentional. I, my brand will not exist if I'm not alive to promote my music. My brand will not exist if I am living in fear. Do you understand me? So my brand will save my country. I need to save my family. I need to make sure my family is safe under their, under their shelter. Follow-up question. Can I ask a follow-up question? Go ahead, go ahead. Yes, um, speaking about what you said, and I understand, I completely hear where you're coming from when you say that um, your brand cannot exist if you are living in fear. So there are some artists, or artists in, gen um, in particular, Ricardo Banks, I think he put out a promo for a record that was going to drop during this period. And Whiskey, who was featured on the song, uh, came out against it and was like, why would you? And was, came out attacking him, asking him why he would put out a record like that. Um, because again, I, I feel he feels the way you feel in the sense that he thinks this is not the time to be promoting music or thing, or your brand or or your music in general. So, did you agree with Whiskey when he did that? All these kind of situations, yeah, I, I tend to just mind my business literally, but like I feel like Ricky was insensitive, but I also felt like Whiz could have handled it better. But like, it's none of my business and it's it's, it's not. It's not what I am fighting for, so I'm just going to just mind my business and do my thing. So what are your thoughts on, um, because again, a lot of people have been um, upset with celebrities and artists alike uh, because they feel like, you know, they haven't said anything or they didn't speak up any sooner. What are your thoughts on, you know, those, uh, um, do I say personalities, internal personalities and artists and celebrities that said that they need time, especially the Nigerian ones, that they needed time to do research before they spoke up about anything that was going on? Um, some of them might be genuine, some of them were using us to catch crews. And like I would say, silence and ignorance is betrayal. When you, when they found out their facts and everything, why didn't they come out and continue to protest with us or join us or support, support us? But for those that supported us, God bless them abundantly. God enrich them. Literally, I'm giving them the best wishes. And for those that were silent, or more anything that happens to them is on them because they didn't voice out when we were voicing out. Do you understand? Yeah. So literally, I'm just on my own J's trying to push my own P. I'm not pointing fingers at anyone. I'm not trying to call anyone for not coming out. But literally, if you didn't come out, you literally fucked up. Okay. 
and uh you know with everything that happened recently especially at the lakey toll gates um it seems it appears like the spirit a lot of a lot of people uh feel broken they feel very discouraged um because again they don't know what to do moving forward seeing that the government has also come out uh, to deny <clears> that <throat> there were any casualties or any incidents at all what do you think is the way forward like what are some short-term solutions you think um you know nigerian youth can come up with to carry on this uh movement they use curfew to to to, to cut our wings and the thoughts the gunshots and the death were going to, you know, stop us. There's an adage my grandma say, you get level you go beat speaking rich, eh? If you can't can go master um, how many people do you want to kill? How do you think, like, shooting us will bring us down? I mean, you pay make it clear or say, no, the democracy with a run. Say, no, dictatorship with a run. Make we know, say, okay, now like this is bill, okay, me, I go JP, this is not my land anymore. Do you understand me? Rather than camouflaging and using different devices, to, you know, talk down on us and, you know, sending hoodlums to change the narrative. These people get time, ruin us. Like, they're ready. They're not, they're not ready to listen to us. They're literally ready to plant fear and chase us back into our houses. And it cannot happen because this is Nigeria at the end of the day. I know they California. I know they anyway. Now, Lagos here, yeah, I be a playboy. Now, Lagos here, yeah, they bomb me, literally. And I wouldn't watch my city, my town, my people suffer that much. Literally. Yeah. So anything they are doing, any format, any mechanism they are using to, 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 to destroy this motive can never work. We have people like Files, we have people like FK Abudu, you know, creating initiatives and ways to, you know, keep on raising awareness. And I will also encourage everybody listening to this podcast to keep on talking about it. You can stop us from working on the streets, but you cannot seize our phone from us. You cannot take our internet from us. Mm. So any medium we have to talk about it, we should always talk about it. We should check up on our family, friends, anybody that is not available, anybody that goes absent suddenly, any suspicious movements, we should raise an alarm. We should stay together. This is the time we need to be stronger together, literally, because they want to break us. They are breaking us. I don't even like because literally, I see, I've seen men who have lost their, you know, their guard. People are living in fear now. They are, the, the government passed their message live, live and direct, and we got the memo. They don't give a shit about us, but we won't stop. We'll keep raising awareness and we'll keep creating initiatives. And also, I think Governor Sonolu also spoke about, you know, um, the youths coming together to open a, um, a judicial body that will be taking care of the police affairs and everything about brutality. So anytime anything happens to Nigerian youth, we should, you know, submit the, the case to them and the government will handle it. Norma, we, we almost felt it was format, but that's better. That's a lifeline. That's something we can start from, literally. I see files going to the meeting every day, you know, making live videos and keeping the whole Nigerians and every celebrity out there. I didn't just want to mention files. I see the great patriots of Nigerians Nigeria going out there to make live videos and keep us informed. So, like, that's a step forward. And literally, in the next few days, I hope there's more initiatives that we can embark on to keep 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 the motive on. Yeah. Um. And uh, before we we move past this topic, um, you're saying you're talking about the importance of unity, right? And mm-hmm. um, one topic of debate recently has been uh, something that's caused a little bit of in, uh, infighting in the movement, 
when um you know certain personalities that have also been very involved um chose to put a spotlight on the lgbtq plus uh community uh in the heat of the protest now of course knowing the culture in nigeria and and, then public opinion a lot of people were against it what are your thoughts on um i guess you know kind of highlighting certain groups during this movement do you think that's a distraction do you think it's important to highlight their struggle do you think that they need to wait like or you think the time is, is right now what are your thoughts on that what really matters right now is the safety of nigerians all this one with it i don't give a shit about it i don't care if anything clinical clinical as long as you're a nigerian the major problem right now is to defend yourself and voice out any group, anything, anything has to come together as Nigerians. After we tackle bad governance, then if you can't face all those ones. But right now, our priority is the safety of myself and every Nigerian out there. For sure. And we're with you on that. We think that, again, this is a time where, you know, it's, it's time to, to fight again, come together. Because, like you said, they've been looking for ways to divide us and you know they are coming up with schemes on a daily basis and saying that people are out there looting and you Steady. are that they're sending in the streets. Yeah, the Nigerian government is definitely a very strategic government. I don't like to you. I don't know if I'm as hopeful as you in terms of like Nigeria has been this way for the past sixty years. And I personally, me personally, I personally Facts. feel like it's not going to change because I, I feel like Buhari and Co will kill all of us if it's, if they want to maintain power. They will do any. Buhari has Bro, been. They will do Buhari anything. was our president in the eighties and is our president in twenty twenty. A lot of our ex leaders and stuff they are still in power. The guy that wasn't the guy that, that started that caused the civil war against the Igbos. He killed two million Nigerians and nothing has happened to him to this day. He is still alive. He's still there. There's nothing. I'm, so that, that lets me know that, that if Buhari and Co want to, they would do anything to maintain power. I don't see necessarily how we can remove power from them. I, I personally don't have any hope for it. That if you can get out, get out because Nigeria will honestly kill you. See, see how like they, they murdered all these people in Leki and it's been swept under the rug. That's really what they're doing. They are blaming Saolu. Saolu is blaming the military. Blah blah. blah. Fashola is doing Inspector Gadget. Just watch how they'll blame each other until the whole shit dies down. And that should just let you know that, that, that there's really no hope. I personally feel like, like, as a young person, your motive should be moving to Ghana or abroad if you have the means and resources to. Nigeria is not set up for young people wrong, like though. us. She, she, she not everybody go run. And that, see, I know everybody cannot move. But if you can or if you have access to the way to just do it because it's not worth it, I won't lie to you. See, like, the same leaders that will be shouting were lazy Nigerian youths. They're the ones that went to go and hide the palliatives, like, that were meant for the poor Nigerians. And you think those people will lead to a better Nigeria? Knowing that people are hungry and dying, they went to go and hide it. Some of them tried to sell the palliatives that they gave to assist them. They were trying to um, hoard those palliatives and sell it to... To make profit. That lets you know the mindset of the leaders we have. So, what hope do we have? People keep elect young leaders, young leaders. Desmond Elliott is a young leader. Shebi, Shebi, is he not the one that 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 wants to help do social media um, bill? So, what's like, I don't even know, like, like, I know it's definitely not 50, though. Like, I don't don't think that But yeah, it's just like, I don't know, man. I just personally feel like there is no hope. Like, if you can get out, get out. There was a report done by Sahara said that Sars has killed over 34,000 people 
in the last 16 years. And that I'm pretty sure it's probably more than that. But that's just all they uncovered. So, I mean, Oxlade, yeah, what do you have to say to, to everything that Sultan just said about Nigerians leaving the country and just getting out the quickest way they can? That's the most selfish thing I would ever do in my life. Hmm. See, I mean, I can understand why you think that way, but me personally, I'm not ready to die for Nigeria. I mean... Save yourself. Save yourself, man. Save yourself, bro. Save You're yourself. saying save yourself. Save but yourself. You know, yeah. but you know there you know there are a couple of poor people that are not even privileged enough to fly out of the country that will die and you rather watch them die only. Not like I want to I don't want to watch them die, but what can you do? Buhari literally came and threatened us that if you try this again, that is not we're not gonna hear. Literally the way um someone um the way someone will send like just that small military to the ground imagine what Buhari can now send to come and the type of damage Buhari can do to us, like if he really wanted to. And nothing will happen to him. That's the worst part about it. They've, CNN, everybody, international community has been questioning. Nothing has happened. So, like, I don't know, like, what else. And this is the way Nigeria has been for a while. Like, so I don't know, like, 60 years, no hope. Like, it's just, like, I don't know what else is left, you know. Like, it's, but have, it's, we it's, ever, have we ever, have we ever come together to say this kind of thing before? As I mean, any... Has any generation ever stood up against the government this much before? No, no. I mean, I, from what I know, I haven't seen it. But then again, exactly you never know. See, see, see. Then again, you never know. The way the Nigerian government covers, um, washes away a lot of things from history, you can never know. Don't be surprised in the future if, like, they try to pretend that like this n movement never happened and stuff like that. You see, just, I mean, I, I just don't know, man. Like, me personally, like, just... This whole Nigerian experiment is a failed experiment to me. Like, it's sad that there are some people that, like, are there that won't have the means to es escape. But I feel like that's all you can really do because wherever, just on the TL, and the thing is not just Nigeria too. Africa as a continent is a finished continent. I don't lie to you. Like, because I've, on the TL these past two weeks, is either I've seen pray for Cameroon, pray for Guinea, pray. So how many like? I don't, it's like it's like it's a fucking crime to be African, bro. I don't even understand. So All right, so so Dayo and Chopin, respectively, do you guys share the same pessimistic um, oh vision that Sultan has regarding Nigeria and Africa? Or are you guys a little bit more optimistic? I cannot too because uh, my family is still there, and I would like for them to stay alive. Um, no, I mean honestly, I don't think that that's the case. I think like. It's really just a matter of continuously pushing for change. I Continuity. Um, I think that's the most important thing is that consistency because if we if we have all this momentum right now and then people stop, I think that's when the government or whatever knows or feels as though like they can take control of things or change the narrative or whatever. But I feel like if we're consistent um, and persistent with it, I feel like change isn't something that is like this... Um, outrageous idea or whatever um, mm -hmm. it's gonna take a really long time mm -hmm. um, but it doesn't mean that it's not gonna happen and like I, I would really like to have faith that it's gonna happen because I know that as <laughs> as discombobulated as Nigeria is now like there are so many people so many intelligent people so many people that can do such good things there um, and I would like to think that that's still a possibility I don't I don't necessarily think that it's like completely over. We just have to keep keep fighting. But, All right. Uh, Dario. Uh, I, I concur with everything Sharpe said. You know, I just leave it at that. She basically highlighted my thoughts on it. Yeah. 
Okay. Um, I'm definitely a lot more optimistic about Nigeria because, again, there's no revolution that has ever taken place in the history of the world where the solutions and, and uh, you know, just kind of fell into the laps of the people. Um, there's always been bloodshed. There's always had to be some fighting going on. There's years and years of, of, of battle and, you know, campaigning and everything else and efforts that goes into it. So uh, I'm not about giving up on Niger. You know, I don't think, you know, everybody can just live like that. Like, I mean, in an ideal world, it would be nice. But, you know, that's not the case. Somebody has to stay and fight. Um, you know, a lot of these things, again, it's like you're not going to get the change you want because the people in power are in power for a reason and they know what they have to gain. So, you know, with, with uh, you know, between the Nigerian youth back home and the ones in, here in the diaspora and stuff like that, I encourage everybody to keep fighting, uh, keep doing what you can, keep reaching out to the international community because these are all parts of a solution towards this issue. Um, and I think, I definitely think that a new Nigeria is coming soon. Um, again, in our history, we haven't seen or heard anything of this magnitude, especially with the youth uh, standing up and fighting for what is theirs. Because uh, ever since we were in primary school, they've been telling us we're the leaders of tomorrow. But it's somebody's grandfather that is the president now. So, you know, it's like we got to we, we gotta fight for, for our rights, fight for our freedom, fight for our land. And I think the government is scared um, of the kind of impact that we have because if we're just fighting yes. police brutality and you guys are doing all these ones, what happens when we start coming for you corrupt niggas, you know, uh, start asking for better roads, uh, you know, for, for food, water, lights, you know, shit like that. Um, so I'm, I'm with the movement. I'm with the movement. I haven't given up hope yet. Um, and I think that even if we don't see that change again in our generation, we should at least fight for the generation to come. Next generation, yeah. I, I wish, I mean, see, just to end it, I, just, I wish, I mean, I'm happy you guys have some optimism and stuff. Me personally, I, I wouldn't blame anybody for leaving. It's just that after seeing Tinubu and Kokomal and say I'm a Jagaban of Lagos, nothing, Ashiwaju, whatever, whatever, it just makes me feel like yeah. there is no hope. That's why, that's why me personally, I feel that way. It's because, like, it's because it's just like, how do you check these guys in power? It just seems impossible. Because you can protest, they will, they will kill all of us. That's why, I mean, personally, I'm not ready to die yet. Hold I on. still have they, they, a they, they, not, they, Bro, there's no, way they, they, there's no way they can kill all of us. Bro, it's just watch, bro. Them like crazy. Just watch, just watch. Watch, bro. Watch, just watch. The Nigerian government killed 2 million Igbos just to teach them a lesson. Just watch, bro. Man, I'm sorry I get so heated, man. This shit just pisses me off. They will kill anybody to maintain power, bro. And... There's nothing that I'm afraid. Of. I honestly feel there's nothing you can do about it because there's nobody you know, to check them. You know it's the not like is. the United States can come and invade and be like, oh, like whatever, whatever, whatever. Like, oh, you guys are doing bad, whatever, whatever. So it's like, what? Do I you mean, do? I mean, the like, U.S. has already started an investigative process into what, what's happened in Nigeria so far. But so they can't really like, do anything, though. Like, well, let's let's they, wait and see. Let's if they put see. if they put sanctions on Nigeria, it's only going to affect the poor. So like, what can they really? They can't really invade a sovereign nation. That's war. So like. It's just, I mean, I don't know. Man. Well, and, and that's why it's on the people to fight for what they want, you know. And I, and I think, I think we're gonna get it sooner or later. It's gonna happen because people are fed up. Like, to, if you get Nigerians to the point where they're out protesting like this, you know, you really, you really don't fuck. You them. get me? Yeah. I feel like probably the only hope is to start killing these politicians and their children. That's I don't lie to you. Like, I, I mean, that's that's. <laughs> yeah, I, I just honestly said that feel we like should just like hold them. They, they should start killing all of them. If you catch them in the diaspora, start slicing their neck. Like, oh. I'm, I don't lie to you. Like, because, that's because they can't even look No, no, see, 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 see. No, see. Because, see, they've shown us that they can kill us with no regard and they don't care. Shabi, was it not um, a Rufai son that was saying that? Shabi, you guys deserve the whatever, whatever. That is a politician's son now. Shabi, they are all enjoying Nigeria's money 
no repercussion, nothing. Until you start killing them and the police start feeling like them, this place is not safe, then they will now run away and now leave Nigeria for us to do revolution, whatever. That's I honestly feel that's the only way. Because these politicians they are corrupt to the bone and the only way to change is to start killing all of them, bro. Like on oh God. Okay. Um so to wrap up on this on this topic, uh, I just want to go around and see everybody's opinions on like what the next step should be. Dio, what do you think uh you know the youth should do next? Should we go out and protest or just wait it out, wait until the twenty twenty three elections? What are your thoughts? Take your time. <laughs> uh, okay, I don't know if something is going on on the other side. Um, Salta, you've already said your your piece on what's what the next step is, right? Um, anybody else want to add something to that? Uh, I don't know if we should go outside for now, but I would like for us to go out back outside eventually. But um. Like was mentioned earlier, I think just continuously creating initiatives, creating spaces for people to make change. Like, yeah, if it's through fundraising, if it's, if it's through whatever, just like creating that space for people to actually make like intentional and like permanent change is like what I'm looking for. Like what I think. Okay. Absolutely. Um, like I said in a separate uh, episode with Dayo, I definitely think that that's like, you know, as far as short-term solutions are concerned, I think Nigerians uh, are going to have to start retaliating against the police, uh, people mm-hmm. that are brutalizing them. Because, again, you can't be standing and folding your hand and just recording and police are harassing, you know, one or two people in, in the community, dragging them or threatening to mm-hmm. shoot them. And everybody, like, you know, they, that outnumbers the police officers by, like, over 100 to, to 2. Um, it's just standing there and watching and looking because nobody wants to do something. It's like, you know, I think at some point we need to show these people that, you know, we mean business and that they're not, they're not just going to come and terrorize us like that in our own communities. Um, I, again, and I also think that we've seen how much financial power that the Nigerian youth have, like they've put Facts. in what their mouth is. I think that we need to put that towards what that is, you know, we, we, we have a very corrupt system in place. I think we should take advantage of that and do what we have to do to get ourselves in power. If it means paying off military units to go knock off some, some heads, because again, this is not, it's not anything new. We've seen that happen multiple times in Nigerian history where people don't like who is leading or what's going on and they go in and they take over right um i think that in the spirit of tradition and learning from history we should be able to do that if you know i mean if if people have the balls to do that um and i still think that we should keep reaching out to the international community like democratic and socialist governments who have relationships with nigeria uh, so that they can put like uh, barriers in place that will really inconvenience these politicians and and you know give them that ginger that they clearly need to put the necessary changes in place. Um, all right, so with that, we wrap up the uh, conversation about the SARS movement. Definitely think that there's going to be a new Nigeria, and uh, we are from Lagos. We love support everything that's going on on ground uh, as far as what the youth, Nigerian youth are doing. Um, so to speak on a more uh, personal uh, level, Oxlade, uh, Chopin, who is clearly a very big fan. Come, of- come, 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 come. Let's just... <laughs> I want you to... Don't sorry. be for me. Don't sorry. be for me now. Sorry, small fan. Small fan. <laughs> My bad. Uh, <laughs> Don't be embarrassing people. Thank you. That's all. Wants to know a little something about your, your origin. Shall we go ahead and ask your, your question? Okay. Um, 
<laughs> um, no, I actually have a few questions, a few questions, but, um, firstly, I wanted to know, like, how you settled on your stage name, and, um, if you, like, get jokes about your stage name sometimes, because when, yeah. when someone that? Googles you, <laughs> when they Google you, you don't come up first, it's one football person, I don't know who that <laughs> is, <but. laughs> yeah, that's who comes up, but yeah, so, like, how did you set, uh, settle on your stage name, and, um, yeah, just kind of tell us a bit about that. Once you Google me, the first name you see is me. I'm sorry. I had to clear that. <laughs> Maybe Nigeria. <laughs> I, I can send the picture to a group chat for you guys to confirm. It shows your videos, but it shows me that football person. Oxford, I think Chopin is using Bing. That's why. Ben? Probably <laughs> <laughs> when you said Oxford like... Chamberlain. Maybe that's when they would show you the photos. But you check just Oxlade. The first thing you see is my name and my face. All you people, I'm not lying. <laughs> no, I, I won't lie to you. I won't lie to you. I, I'm just checking in now. And I won't lie to you when I click on it. You just say Alex Oxlade Chamberlain. <laughs> <laughs> No, your I, video does show up first, though. Yeah, like, your video okay. does show up. It's okay. In the grand scheme of things, you're the one we acknowledge. So. Um, yeah. Regardless, Oxlade is actually one of my actual names. I got it okay. from my grandpa. And um, he used to work at the British Embassy. And his best friend's name was Oxlade. And his best friend died the day I was born. So he just passed the name to me in memory of his best friend. So it's one of my names. As for, like, Yoruba people like giving their children, like, 21 names. So, like... <laughs> When I was in GS3, <laughs> when I was in GS3, I was looking for a name for myself, and that was the weirdest name. That was part of my name. I tried joining some alpha. Like, um, I decided to go for the name Oxlade, and it took it took me years to um get comfortable with people shading my name like Oxlade. And stuff like that. But, like, you know, it's become a lifestyle now. I even enjoy it now. Like, yesterday I heard a new one, Oxlade. So, like, me, I'm just catching my cruise and living my best life. I mean, it's free PR for the homeboy. So, like, yeah, the name is getting bigger. The brand is getting bigger. The music is getting bigger. Thanks be to the most high. No, that that's that story that you just told us about how how you know um, your grandpa gave you that name reminds me of when I was a cadet in Jost and there was this Hausa guy and that mm-hmm. nigga's that nigga's name was Rooney and I was like mm-hmm. nigga you don't even speak good English how like how you take getting that Rooney name? Oxford <laughs> is archaic <laughs> British like it's old British it right. comes from the old British family generation literally right. so people actually bear the name Oxlade if you check it out oh yeah yeah for sure. Yeah. For sure. Sultan, you also had a question about um, Oxlade's uh, beginnings. You can go ahead and ask a question. So, I mean, I was just looking, like, through your discography and stuff, you know, just to do some research and stuff. But I was, like, I'm wondering, what was exactly is your first song? Because I've seen, like, so many, like, um, so many, like, different things on there. Because, well, from what I see on your... Um, on your Spotify or mm-hmm. um, what do you call it? Nah, you don't. You don't. You ah, no, 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 no. Spotify is calm now. If you want to know my first song? Go and check SoundCloud. SoundCloud. <laughs> yeah, because I wasn't sure. You know, like because Spotify, uh, Spotify is usually like the first one, like you put out and stuff like that. But no, SoundCloud Spotify is usually is just like losing money. Money. Oh, okay. So it's very when I literally started making money off my hard work and sweat. SoundCloud is a joy. I'm boring. I'm a good artist that can sing. <laughs> so, <laughs> if you want to know the real Oxlade or the early Oxlade, so to say, just go check SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Yeah. yeah. 
But happiness though was was that, was that was that like your debut like into like the music industry? Like, uh, bro, there's some there's some songs I put out that was hawk shit. Mm. <laughs> We're sharing it to ourselves is cool. I like I I've literally been singing for a while, but you know, make I put them in quotes professionally three years. So there are lots of songs out there that you know a lot of people might not have any idea I sang. Do you delete them because, from your SoundCloud? Nah, because like I wasn't opportuned to even have SoundCloud at those points in time. So the first song I ever put out was a freestyle medley of me compiling like literally all the famous songs during that time together. Hmm. And the only place you can see it is Hulk shit. <laughs> uh, okay, gotcha. I, I remember at one point last year it was like last summer, and I. I was looking for new music and I came across uh, I came across Sugar, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Yo, like, who is this guy? Like, this song is I had it on repeat like crazy, and I was trying to put my guys on, and they were like, who be Oxley? They say is you not Oxley Chamberlain?' And I was like, "That's right. <laughs> yeah, I get that. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, nigga, like, <laughs> you know, but but um, to that point, like, Dario has a question about um, just how you how you came about, how you started, and you know how things progressed for you. Dario, you could go ahead and ask. For me, um. Yeah, you guys can hear me this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. For me, um, I first heard you. I first heard you on um, what's it called, Mami Water, the record Black Bones. That was the first time. I actually, funny enough, was Sultan that put me onto that song. I don't know what year that was. Exactly. Shout out to Sultan. That was, that was, yeah, that that was um, Sultan is on the four DL. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> yeah, that God was bless you, my bro. Yeah, that was yeah, 20, yeah. 20... Was that 2019 18. or 2018? 2018. Because, yeah, 18, because, oh, 20, oh, it has to be like late 2018 or something. Because that yeah. song, it just blew my mind because Black Bones, I, I see him on Twitter all the time with his old antics and stuff, but I never really listened to his song. <laughs> but when I saw, like, when I listened to it, I was like, yeah. I was like, what is this? I was like, oh, my, <laughs> niggas need to hear this shit too. So, yeah. is it that one or um, Angelina? One of those two ones, I, I, think, I think I heard you first. But yeah, that will continue. So, I feel like the song that actually gave me that presence has to be Sing by me and Fireboy DML. Okay. So Sing opened the door and people were like, who is this guy? Who is this guy? Then my mother came by and they were like, okay, bless you guy, but... Yes, so my was, what was your breakout song or what was your breakout moment? Because I've heard you on another interview talk about Mami Water and how he did so much for you because a lot of people were talking mm-hmm. about the song because... Again, that song is fire. Not even just you, bro. Even Black Bones to me, for me. I mean, again, Black Bones to me was just a whole bunch of... Like, I had quit, I had quit music when Mami Water came out. So, like, Mami Water brought me back into being, like, you know, being called an artist. I think mm. I was working at Cyber Cafe when Black Bones threw Mami Water out. Damn, oh so, God. like... Cyber Cafe in, 20, <laughs> in 2018? Did yeah, Cyber Cafe I, still exist? It still exists now. So... Um, 2018, I was working at Cyber Cafe and I was selling gratitude tickets at Barracks bus stop in Surveyor. So, literally, it brought me back into music. It made me believe in myself. It made me have open Twitter. It made me um, gain more confidence and, you know, see what people see in me, literally. Because those good verdicts and those good, you know, comments really motivated me to have more ginger in myself. I recorded my motor 2016 or 17, early 2017, and Black Bones put it out 2018. Hmm. So wait, why did you, why did you quit music? Because uh, my parents didn't support my music. They didn't support what I wanted to do at first, hmm. and I had to leave the house. It was either music or my surname, so like I had to leave the house. 
Mm. And um, I started squatting, squatting in different houses with my guys and um, also grinding to make money. Now, if you didn't make 5K per month, where you won't see money for studio session, where you won't see money promote yourself, it was literally poverty that took me out of music. Mm-hmm. So um, when my mother, because I was, I was still singing in the church, but I wasn't recording. So um, when, my, when I, I went to a studio mistakenly to see a friend, because I'd always tell them, say, I mean, they put me on some song, I mean, they give me beats and all of that. Mm-hmm. And one of these days, um, one of my friends, one of my big bros, literally, Alpha Genie, just, you know, told me about his record, CM Sour. So I recorded Sour, and he told me he wanted to put Black Bones on it. I'm like, hey, cool. And that was my first record, like, literally, that had meaning and had sense. So um, Black Bones heads Sour, and I was like, who's this guy? We need to, we need to make music. And at that time, I was a fan of Black Bones, because... Back then, in university days, Black Bones was that guy in, like, in the whole varsity world with a killer. So like, I used to look up to him, literally. So when he hit me up and was like, wanted us to make music, it was like a dream come true for me. And then we made my mother and voila, everything just changed. Okay. It's, it's, it's interesting that you, you just talked about how, because you, you, know, you didn't really have the funds or anything to support your music career, you had to drop out. Now you had mm-hmm. a question regarding, regarding that and for other artists. Yes, I was just wondering that um, how do how do like uh, artists like you, like yourself uh, make money in Nigeria? Because um, a lot of artists, like again, a lot of artists nowadays, the way they see them is you mm. blow when you are signed by a record label. And that's no, how that's I see it. Is. Uh, well, that's how most people see it because they see like, okay, this guy signed to a record label, he's blown. Like if you check out your peers, for instance, I understand it's car, but you check out your peers, for instance, like. I'm Fire still an Apple. indie artist, sir. No, for sure, for sure. For you, I understand that. But if you check out yeah. a place like Fireboy, Rem, Rema, Guju, um, Joe Boy, Joe Boy, exactly. You should have known them. The ones that people usually like see as okay, there, this guy has blown, or this guy is doing something that, you know, this guy is um, is, is mainstream, making a name for himself, making yeah. a uh, making a name for himself, is making doing this and doing that. And the ones that are usually signed by a record label. So what do you think about that sentiment that people have that, okay, hey, this is the, maybe because you need to, for you to play in Nigeria, you have to be signed like a record label. And my second question, follow up question that is, if that's not the case, if you do, I disagree with that, how are ways that indie artists can make money or promote themselves or make it big in Nigeria? First goal as an independent artist, I don't know, you make me want to sound deep. The first goal as an independent artist <laughs> is to find your sound, first of all. And during the journey of you finding your sound, people are going to start believing in you and also connect with people. I It took me three years to have that mainstream song away. And it took Rema just two weeks to pop, literally. Everybody has their own time. All you need to do is just keep grinding and keep grinding. It might sound impossible almost impossible whenever you won't give up just remember the name Oxlade I think yeah. there's enough for you to believe that yeah anything is possible also remember the name Faust the bad guy Faust didn't sign to any major label any major deal and he's one of the best rappers in Africa literally and he's one of the best artists to ever come out of Nigeria without a doubt he's very creative there are lots of artists out there that didn't really necessarily have godfathers or major labels and had a name for themselves so, like, I mean, believe in yourself, understand your craft and your sound. You're your biggest fan and your biggest critic. 
gain networking, gain the crowd. I mean, if any labor wants to come for you now, they'll ask you, what have you done for yourself? And if you don't have anything as a leverage, bro, that's when they bring spending deals and spending money. And also, it's not like I, I haven't gotten... I mean, offers now, now like daily news for me now. So, like, I mean, if any label wants to cook me or any label wants to have me, they have to give me what I don't have right now. They have to bring so to the table goal, what is the I don't have. Is the goal getting signed? That's my question, basically. Like, the goal is artist, not getting, goal signed. getting signed. The goal is improving yourself. Mm. Mm-hmm. Working hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, took, it, it might take some people less than it will take you. But most importantly, get ready for anything. Get prepared and keep improving in your craft and keep pushing. Um, I mean, after Mami Water, I was... Still not like my life generally wasn't still together. It wasn't in shape. So trust me, I had to go through some mental piece of you know, yes, now people now are starting to give you an audience. Now I have to start posting on Instagram. Then I didn't even used to post on Instagram. I didn't even know what Twitter was. So like literally, you thinking you're a star already also helps on a low. Because I mean, regardless of if people are not giving you audience yet, you should big up yourself. And also surround yourself with the best people. My 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 the, the guys I was I was courting with are literally like big guys now in the country. Um my my childhood friend, Naya Effects. Naya is one of the biggest directors in Nigeria right now. Used to shoot me with his Nokia 33. She not 3310. You get one Nokia like that. I can't remember the Nokia. So literally it was like it was like a squad gold. Squad gold type of thing it was like a cartel type of thing, you know link up with guys that would impact your life positively and not parasites. Um, also, yeah, choose the right people, the best people. I mean, lifestyle and everything is sweet, but, like, always put your mind in the game, literally. So, like, I think the best people or the set of people I surrounded myself with also helps me grow, literally. Okay, for sure. Sultan, you have a question. Yeah, so I'm just I'm surprised you said you're like independent because I've I was like I said I was doing some research today and it said you were assigned to three <laughs> I think you said you're assigned to three um um labels or three Scott. entities. Is that it a says, is that a distribution deal or is that like you know, a label deal? Wait, it says it, yeah, it says you're assigned to the plug, substrate music and no strand music. So I was just a little bit confused. I've never too. heard substrate in my life. I've never <laughs> heard substrate in my life. So fun facts, there's another Oxlade. There's another Oxlade that is an artist. I mean, there's this guy who's very Oxlade and he's making electric, electronic rock. And he's, <laughs> no, no, he's literally guy. disturbing me. Now, what jam guy? Oh. I don't know the guy's problem. <laughs> <laughs> and there's no drugs any song since 2016. So, literally, the guy is like on pause right now. Mm. But, like, I've been having issues with Google and an identification problem. So, like, I um I just should put my song to the plug and my ANR is known as. um. Um, one of the most respected people in the game, the person of Bizo Shikoya. And also, I have, you know, support from people like Asa Asika and um, a lot of other big guys in the game. Literally, I think I've done my homework. I don't grind. Literally, I've written songs for people. And now, when the game, so like Oxlade is coming up, they're like, ah, come on, man. The boy don't grind. Let's just support him. So you can see people like Whiskey, you know, acting me or putting me on to the O2 performance or David giving me my first 5,000 capacity performance in Nigeria or even Burner Boy giving me a performance slot. So, like, basically, 
based on the grind where I don't grind, and based on the fact that these OGs already knew who I was, it was very easy to integrate into the game mm. this year for me. Um, uh, whoever that John nigga be, better change his name to Oxtail. <laughs> <laughs> so, also, I have a management team, Tronic INC, and it is me and my guys. Literally. It's not... Normally, they be like, oh my god, official get, get settings, but like, trust me, it's me and my guys that are running it, with the aid of an investor, obviously. And, um, yeah, we've been running it for like two years now, and um, hopefully we get bigger and stronger together. Okay. Uh, you were talking about believing in yourself and, like, of course, getting support from other people around you, your guys and people in the industry. Um, it seems like, you know, throughout, like, your, your history and stuff like that, there's been one very influential figure in your life. Shope, you want to go ahead and ask your question regarding to that? Um, yeah. Um, you talk a lot about your grandma in interviews. Um, you mm -hmm. talk about in your songs. Um, and, yeah, we know that she raised you. So um, I just want to know, like, what role has she played in your journey? Um, was she supportive from the jump? And, That's my um, boob. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I'm assuming also, like, she's the reason why you were in church so much and stuff. So um, I'm just kind of wondering, like, what role she's played in your journey so far. I mean, I lost my mom eight hours after she gave it to my younger brother. So, like, my grandma raised me from the scratch. I was three years old. And, um, you know, a single grandmother doing everything possible in her power to raise two kids after retirement is a big deal for me when i feel no see as big deal but like for me it's a big deal she took us to the best school she gave us and she trained us well and she gave us like you know ethics about life and how you handle situations and also like whenever i'm in a very tight situation she's always the one i call for prayer and advice and everything so literally she's very integral to me so it don't cost me anything to like flaunt my grandma i mean people flaunt their parents and all but like god gave me my grandma that's you know that's who i'm going to rep literally mm -hmm. and um she always leaving when i wanted to do music she was the only person that you know she wasn't against it but like she was really scared and you know when everybody turned her back against me i was really hoping she wouldn't turn her back against me and what she said is well i believe in you but don't disgrace me and that was enough motivation for me to become who I am today and beyond who I am right now. Okay. Shout out to Grandma. Shout out to Granny, yo. Um, so let's let's uh, move forward and talk about your EP. But before we get into that, can you tell us a little bit about what your recording process is like? I'm a, I'm not this. You'll find book and jot and write and all those things. I'm not that deep. I, I, I sing with my emotions. Mm -hmm. Majority of the songs that you guys hear out there are literally life experiences for me. Mm -hmm. So, um, I when I hear the beat, I just you know I need to connect with the beat first. I need to connect with the producer, and I need to you know um, being in in alignment with the producer because there are some producers that will just play it for you to record, and when you're done, you just leave your studio. If I need to ask you, there needs to be there, there needs to be a, a situation whereby we allow check and balance. How for how you see this thing? What do you want me to add? What do you feel? Why don't you add the beat? Why don't you add the kick and all of that? I need to, you know, you know, connect with the beat itself before I can even record on the beat. So I I am a very great melody guy. I love melodies so much because like my church raised me or my church music I used to start. So like God bless me like you know, 
yeah. melodies for this. So I get my melodies right first before I now start fixing the lyrics. So most of the times, it tends to look like a freestyle, which it is outrightly. I mean, literally, I, I go on Instagram Live to make some of the songs. I made, I made O2 on Instagram Live and um, from a freestyle, obviously. And sometimes the situations where I need to write outrightly, but I need to get my melodies right before I can even put the lyrics on it. So that's how I make my music. All right, good shit. Um, so before we really get into the EP, um, Sultan, you have a question. Uh, yeah, so I just want to quickly ask some quick questions just about your background and stuff. So because I noticed like, like a lot of Nigerian artists that are very like church like influenced and stuff like that. So I'm just wondering too, like, was the church? Did, did the church really play a big part in you becoming like a musician? Also, too, and I'm the just, church. The church. So are you like you're very like I'm guessing you're very like religious. I am the church, literally. It's very cool to the end. <laughs> no, it's so it's, the thing is I um due to the fact that I moved to my grandma's place, and my grandma is very 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 very, very um you know let me say godly, and it's a very musically inclined family. So from morning devotions when i was like 10 you know when you see your uncles riffing and giving you all those melodies and everything you said go on one arm so like i was eager to join the church choir so every age group in the church choir i you know i participated in like i participated in literally everything in the church choir to to the to the extent that i became the choir coordinator for my teens church then i moved to the youth church i became a choir coordinator for my youth church and like you know I kept rehearsing. I kept, you know, scoring gospel songs and all of that. So, I mean, I didn't know I was going to take it personal or professional. Me, I was just catching crews and enjoying myself because I was opportuned to be able to, you know, enjoy quality music, so to say. So, indirectly, I wouldn't even like just influence my music. The way, you know, the way I listen to songs, music interpretation, notes interpretations, and everything. So, yeah, I must confess. The church actually helped a lot. Okay. So, okay. like, what are some of, like, your early influences then? Like, just when you were younger, like, did you listen to a lot of gospel or were you listening to just, like, regular, like, Nigerian music? So, like? um, I would say I'm an old young boy <laughs> because <laughs> due to the fact that I obviously grew up my grams, um, the, the songs we were first to listen to were the uh, Ebenezer Obe, Sonia Ade, Samuel Poso, um, even Chris Okote, Barista, Mm. Um, she didn't let us listen to Fela because she felt like he was vulgar and used to use a lot of curse words. But last, last, see, I'm not a bad boy. But that's by the way, Sha. But, like, literally, the songs we listened to then were the OGs. So it was when I moved into university days that I started listening to my own guys. But aside from the OGs, the songs I had to score back then were, you know, churchy songs like Songs of Don Moore and Donnie McClurkin. Kirk Franklin and all these guys. So they definitely influenced my sound and the OGs were the songs that I was raised with. Okay. Uh, good shit, good shit. So you dropped your um, Oxygen EP on the mm-hmm. 27th of March earlier this year. Uh, mm-hmm. Can you tell us what inspired that that project? Excellent. <laughs> Well, I, did, I, I, didn't, I didn't hear that. Finish. My, my ex-girlfriend. Is your ex, oh, your ex-girl. 
Yeah. Omo, if, I swear, if if to, if to say my ex is the inspire my music career, if I don't get like five plus. Omo, this is your ex. Omo, she got <laughs> for your next yeah. album. I, I'm not gonna lie, bro. I'm hoping like she breaks her heart she again because you this right? was fire. Oxley, Oxley, we get like three more heartbreaks in you. Like, do you think? <laughs> because, <laughs> because this project was fire, man. Like right now, it's vibes and inshallah. I'm not ready to go to Jack. I'm, but I'm literally, I was yeah. I was in a very toxic situation with someone I really liked. Well, you the toxic one. Wasn't getting obviously, but the toxic, but the toxic one. Will I sound that moist in my songs? I'm on nobody. Uh, never be the toxic person. Baba, baba, baba. Like you, I see, was the toxic one in the relationship. See, see, baba, baba, if 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 I was on a broken heart, I won't get this ginger to see, sing this song. See, 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 see. The way you are singing on that, this thing. See, men. I've noticed that men. We like to pretend that. Like just because we are moist a little bit, that we don't be toxic. Don't lie, Baba. Because the way you right, are singing, even you that your away song, self. Before we even get to that one, but you know that nigga like, like, tutu poyo you. You go no. Yeah, this I, I'm like, you know what I'm saying? This nigga got tendencies. <laughs> so the truth is, the truth is, the truth is, yeah. Me, I've been catching vibes all my life, but like, you never know when this love pee hooks you, and like, I just got, you know, Facts. overwhelmed into it, and I started liking her, but like. She had a boyfriend, so I was like the side nigga that was loyal to her. So define toxic, please. Well, it sounds like the relationship started uh, started on a toxic foundation because they follow persuasion. You get me? Yeah. You get me? You get me? <laughs> but of which, like, of which I can't do hooks to the P. Right. I don't come study X, and then right. now let now when I can't come on my mind, she can't study like me. The kid, the thing come long. I can't let her find out soon. I crucial days we catch. And all mm. of that, but like, I mean, big shout out to her for making every single move she made because without that, I wouldn't have this project. So, yeah, the, the worst, the, the, the worst part about situations like that too is like, is that those type of situations where the knack sweet pass, like, where, <laughs> where, where it's so toxic, <laughs> bro. <laughs> This nigga thought on the always bond with, with our guest over Knox, man. That shit. Yo, hey. whoever said that, I'm going to follow your Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> it's true though. I'm not lying. Uh, not nah, like now, for, for for real though, it was really toxic, but it was sweet. I won't even lie. The cruise was sweet. The cruise was so sweet. But when the thing finally dawned on me was um I I, I broke up finally officially at the backstage of the O2 when I was about to, you know, climb the stage when we called me called me out on stage and that that was exactly the defining moment for me. I was literally texting her like, yo, I get plans for you. Like literally I won't joke with you. That's where the verse for O2 came out from. And mm. literally like it was really like intertwined. The whole cruise was just, you know, epic for me. And I think what I felt that way because like it was really Asha Asha was speaking to me yesterday and she was like my the genuine team, my voice is going to take me places and everything. Cause I know if you fake those kind of feelings, forget say men as come, men who come reach that level. For mm. my own side, mm. I don't mm. want to sound this voice. I promise you. Mm. <laughs> so like that I mean, a... I mean the genuinity worked out the first mm. EP, mm. but now the next project is going to be Oxley from Africa. Every shades of Oxley, so it's beyond Moist Oxy now. You're going to be seeing different faces. Okay. Oh, that uh, was a very. Oh, sorry. Sure, sure. You had a question about uh, putting burn one's hearts on just sleeve. You could go ahead and uh, and ask. 
Um, I guess it was a bit more of a personal question. Um, this, like, just you, you just mentioned now that your ex inspired the EP, um, and you tend or you've given us a lot of love songs as well. So I was wondering, like, what excites you about love and or relationships, and then um, also why do you think relationships fail? Um, I feel every Nigerian you try and I just catching cruise on vibes. To be very honest. I think it is when they get to like their 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 you know menopause stage that you start taking it feet serious. I mean everybody in Lagos is fucking each other, life and death. I give you that one for facts. <laughs> and um, you know the whole um, PDA public display of affection thing is all cap and oppression to oppress their their guys, not me. Because uh, right now I'm just living my life mm. and making more music. But the people that genuinely love themselves, I'm happy for them and they shouldn't lose it. Mm. I also had a follow-up question. Um, what role does vulnerability play, like in your music, like in your songwriting process? Damn, mm. stuff like that. A lot, mm. a lot. I feel like my vulnerability made me find myself. I think. I mean, why would I say you're the air I breathe? That's the lowest for like that's for the who's like that's the biggest. <laughs> Cap, you should never say like you are falling our hand. Why are you giving a girl that much, you know, so to say, rep? Right. So like I went so down to find myself. Okay. So yeah, vulnerability is as big as the voice itself. Okay. Uh, do you have a question regarding the EP? Uh, no, no, no. You guys ask everything. I mean, literally, like, before the EP, I was thinking about life. I was thinking about me wanting to become a legend. I was thinking about, you know, Surulere, Batman just wants to sing. The only time I, I had a love song was Mami Water. Mm -hmm. And it was inspired by my idol, One Day Cole. So, like, literally, everything I was singing about was life. So, like I said, my experiences and my environment inspires my song. The more travels I get to have, the um the more life experiences I get to have would definitely tell on my music. Okay, good shit. Uh, what's your favorite song on the EP? If I had a favorite song, I would drop an EP, my bro. Mm. <laughs> I like that. Shop. I died on the cross for you just now because... I have a question about the, the EP real quick. Uh, sure. Go ahead, um, bro. Go ahead. Yeah, so I just want to know, like... To me, my favorite song, and I, I think which is also your biggest song, Ewe. Like, I just want to know, how did that come about? Like, what was, like, the whole process behind that song and stuff like that? I just want to know. Like, because that song, like, I, that, like the statistics prove it. Like, it's, like, your most popular song and, to me, your best song so far. So, I want to know, like, how did that, like, come about? I don't feel it's my most popular song, but that's by the way. <laughs> um, I recorded Ewe in, like, 10 minutes. Uh, I didn't like it. And... The next like it, week, we. I just came back to the wow. studio. I didn't like it. So I came back Wait, to the what, studio because I felt like... I felt it was really basic. I felt I didn't add all my vocal strength into it. I felt like I was trying to be very careful. Like, oh, I'd be like, get on a be or not. And I wouldn't add any other thing to the back. Like, that's unlike Oxlade. So, I mean, when I went home and came back the next week, Sparks being the greatest producer alive, you know, added extra vocals to it from different people, different choir groups and everything. I think 50 people recorded or had a voice in a way. That's another fun fight mm. that nobody knows. 
so yeah literally um i came back it added extra you know fitness to the production and extra vocals to it and i recorded some parts on the song and damn i started feeling it but trust me i didn't know any song was the song i just wanted to put out music because like i've been on features all my life before i put out my project and i needed something on my own Damn. Wait. So, what do you think is your most popular song then? Because I, I mean, just looking at statistics here, it has three point six million streams. My bro. The next my bro. Uh, do you use statistics <laughs> to rate Afro beats? Huh? He said, "Do you use statistics to rate?" That's the. That's I mean, the, do you use statistics to rate Afro beats? No, but I mean, it's, it's definitely like the song with the most impact because if you see, if people are if people are listening to it, like it's like I mean, the statistics will show, like bro, because, my I biggest mean, song, cannot... my biggest. See, it's it's a regional thing. So luckily for me, Feng Things in the UK really dig my soft side, and my biggest song in the UK is Causing Trouble and Wait for You, Melvito freaking Oxlade. My biggest song in Nigeria is Away, or my most generally accepted song, so to say, in Nigeria is Away. O2 is my biggest song in Russia. I've gotten bookings <laughs> in Russia specifically because of O2. So, like, literally, I like the way, I mean, people are starting to love the brand Oxlade and different sides of Oxlade. So, I mean, Away is the mainstream song due to what you would call statistics. But trust me, everybody has their own favorite in, in different zones. I just found out that um, in, in, is it? South Africa, DKT is doing a madness. Someone sent me a video in a club where a song I just released like a few months ago. Everybody was singing it word for word, and it was not a South. It was not a Nigerian club. It was a South African club. So like, trust me, music is as crazy as possible. Like months back, um, Quavo and Sawiti were dancing to wait for you. So like, mm -hmm. literally, I just feel like, bro, I just want to sing. I'm not looking for the song that is biggest song. I just want to empty my tank literally and i think it cannot get empty anytime soon mm -hmm. and i just want to keep experimenting on more sounds because i know i'll get bigger than this definitely oh, good shit good shit um so you, you i know you've mentioned previously that um for the ep you you submitted about like 30 songs to the to the label yeah the cruises the cruises the management the investors and the amr said they wanted songs so i mistakenly sent them that, so those songs that you guys are listening to are Songs I never wanted out. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> I call them journal songs. Journal songs. They're songs that I sing for only me. Mm. So I created a WeTransfer link for that journal song because I wanted to send it to my guys. Mm -hmm. So I mistakenly sent it to the group chat. And then I now sent the 30 songs and retracted the first link and they were like no 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 they need that first link too they want to check both songs and everything and <laughs> when i asked them for the songs they selected they chose the first link i wanted to run mad <laughs> like you guys want to my ass in the public like yo i'm meant to be a hard guy i'm meant to be future junior like i'm meant to be that is what i want to look like literally mm. but they chose because they're airners and i give it to them i mean you shouldn't question those guys that is what they do for a living right they chose the first batch of songs, literally the way the lineup is, no cap. And, you know, they put it out. I was literally crying the night it came out because I was like, what the fuck? Like, you guys really did this to me. Yeah. But, you know, 
I ended up looking stupid because, like, <laughs> it made a lot of sense. Yeah. It made a lot of sense at the end of the day. But, yeah, that made me realize that I need to be really true to myself and my music. Mm. So what you're yeah. saying is that if I send my Russian friends that are hackers your way, like, download Go Plenty. <laughs> hackers as far in what sense? Uh, like, let them send some or release music now. You're saying, basically, like, it's a lot of files that are just, just sitting there waiting somewhere. Bro, I record, like, literally every day. If if you ask me outrightly how many songs you have, I cannot count. So, mm. trust me, I do for you guys. I I am big on, you know, the mentality of, you know, I was working myself because the more I work on myself, the better I become. Mm-hmm. So, I will never stop recording. Trust me. So what happens to those thirty songs that didn't make it make it out? Are you gonna one of them is DKT? Uh-huh. One of them is DKT. Um one of them is um causing trouble. Okay. One of them was overload with Sakodia. Mm. One of them is Conny Conny with Simi. There's always a way to distribute the songs, trust me. There's always mm. a way to blend them in. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, while we're on the topic of projects, right? We had Cracker on here on our last episode, and he told Sorry. us that you have a surprise uh, project that's supposed to be dropping. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, <laughs> Cracker is my brother. Literally, this is one of the producers that you know gave me the chance to you know jump on their beats and all. Mm-hmm. We have an album called Hattrick. Okay. Um, it has me, Cracker Malu, and Shore Moore. Okay. Shemo happens to be another brother of mine. Like I said, you surround yourself with the best guys, and trust me, you get the best results. Mm-hmm. So um, we had we, we had recorded that album since like 2019, I think 2018 slash 2019. Mm-hmm. But you know, due to the fact that Kraka had jealous, I mean, he produced jealous by Fireboy GMO, he started having more inquiries and everything, and like everybody started getting really busy. I went to the O2. I, you know, I started having songwriting camps outside Nigeria for big people that I wouldn't even believe I would ever write for or ever see in my life. Mm-hmm. I started making moves. So, like, nobody really had time to focus on that project. Everybody was just facing their own P. Shoei, too, was having his own songwriting, you know, wonderful, you know, spree. And, like, we just found out that guy. Shit, is like, I don't think this P can come out 2020. We just have to chill out. So now those songs, some of those songs have to be retouched mm-hmm. and you know, re properly set well for it to sound very good twenty twenty one. So hopefully twenty twenty one I'll be putting out a lot of projects. A lot of projects. Not just Cracker. I have a project with Melvito, I have a project with Kublon, I have a personal project. So yeah, dishing out proper Bedu next year by the grace of God. Oh, nice one, nice one, nice one. We're looking forward to that. So any any um, projects or songs or music that you're going to be dropping before the year ends? I'm always a guy of, you know, I don't do a heads up piece. Mm. I just drop my songs. Okay. I didn't do any, you know, shouting. I'm, I don't have the mind Black Bones has. I, I, like I said, I, I always respect that guy. I can't do half of all those things he does. Mm. I think my music will just speak for itself. And the PR team will do their job. So literally, I never really put out timelines for when I want to drop my music. I just drop them and they pick. I'm not even going to lie. You just mentioned Black Bones. I was talking to somebody like a few weeks ago and she was telling me she didn't even know Black Bones was an artist. She just thought it was like a TikTok nigga. And I was like, yo. What? <laughs> I was like, my yo. Heart. <laughs> I know. 
Shout out I mean, to no, 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 no. It's, 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 it's bound to happen. Everybody cannot know you all at once. So, right. like, it took me years to get to where I am today. And, I mean, some people still don't know who the fuck I is. So, like, right. I mean, it's, you keep on pushing your music. There is no song that is an old song. The sugar you mentioned was um was used in one of these HBO movies like last week. And sugar is like three years old. So like literally just keep promoting your music. If and for went global three years after David put it out. So like I mean promo never stops for we are artists. Mm. So that's that's not that's not a bad thing after all, as long as she knows the name Black Bones. Right. With time she'll get introduced to the sound. Okay. Um, you were saying something about being at a writer's camp, right? Can you tell us some of the the artists that you've written for and your Classified. thoughts on ghost? Can you tell us your your thoughts on ghostwriting at least, especially in the Nigerian music industry? Sadly, um, in the contract, I am not permitted to mention names, mm-hmm. but I mean, the ghostwriting culture needs to be properly appreciated. I feel like you know, Nigerians also the mentality that if you are giving a song, literally, if the songwriter gives you a song, means you're less talented than other people is wrong. Mm. I can tell you for free that Beyonce, in every album she has, she has random, roughly 50 songwriters racking their brain to bring out the best out of Beyonce. So I feel like that mentality needs to stop. And also, we need to appreciate the songwriters more. Royalties, you know, give them their proper cuts. Don't rob them off. I mean, I was used a couple of times in this game. And I just, for the fact that I am a good person, just, you know, decided to cloud my mentality with me, me just paying my dues. So I don't take it personal. But trust me, we need to appreciate these songwriters more. We need to give them what they truly deserve. We need to give them the recognition they deserve. So yeah, literally. I mean, we're improving in that aspect, but some some unfortunate eggbones are still running streets for these youngins. That bro, that is what they feed on. Mm. This this these royalties are what is going to keep them going. Yo, big shout out to this guy. He he, he did he did this 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 this. That is referral. Some other eggbones will see that and want to work with them. Do you understand me? Yeah. These little things won't cost you anything, but you just want to be unfortunate. And stupid, literally blocking their money and not giving them proper credit, which needs to change. And to those that are giving proper credit to these young kids and let generally the songwriters, I pray God blesses them and they are one of the reasons Afrobeat is healthy. Yeah, you mentioned uh, Bones giving the youngins a shout out. That, you had a question um, in that regard. <laughs> Go ahead, bro. Well, I don't know, man. You did weird as fuck, man. Um, so you said the um, question about yeah, the Ebon giving giving the youngins shout outs and stuff like that. You had a question regarding that. <laughs> oh yes, 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 yes. Um, recently, um, Reminisce came out and was uh, talking about you. I mean, they, they was talking about you per se, but he was talking about uh, they asked him who he thinks is really underrated. That's my big right bro, man. Absolutely, absolutely. Nah, now everybody is going to be that. Alaga. No cap. Like, the guy OG before IG. Pure, OG pure before vibes. IG. She. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I was talking, and they asked him about who he thinks is very underrated right now. 
and he mentioned you. So my question for you is that do you still think you are or do you believe that do you agree with him that you're underrated? And that was also, before I dropped that was before I dropped my project though. When I like dropped, when I went before you dropped he had that yeah yeah he, he had that interview before I dropped my project, but they published it once mm. after. Oh, okay, okay. Because I just and also this I mean everybody has their opinion. The way I appreciate people that say yo, you're dope. It's the way I should respect other people that say, yo, you're shit. Mm. Do you understand? Mm. So it's your preference. It's your choice. Doesn't make me less of who I am. Doesn't make my streams reduced. Do you understand? Yeah. Doesn't make my power reduced. It's your opinion. I respect everybody's opinion. But when I see, when I see um, it becoming really personal, I'd rather just mute or block you than even reply you. Because, I mean, my success and my results are going to give you the replies you deserve. Facts, facts, facts. So I want to ask for your own opinion now. So do you, would you think that do you think that you're they are, you are up and you're an up and coming artist? I think I'm an international act. Mm. Oh, she. No, I'm I'm that, that one about it's no. facts now. Check Skip Marley, slow down. Skip Marley hard, David O and Oxlade. Um, well, you Overdose, guys kill that shit too. You guys kill Overload, Sakode Oxlade. Causing trouble. DJ Tins is not just a Nigerian artist or DJ is a diaspora. Artists and DJ, and I've written a couple of songs for like a couple of big guys out there, mm-hmm. and I've been in camps with some people that you know it's TV that we had the privilege to see them. <laughs> mm-hmm. So literally, me, I just see the stage as you know incubating stage and me mm-hmm. preparing myself for you know what's about to come. Okay, good shit. Um, at this point, I want to unofficially wrap up the episode as far as at least the organized questions and stuff, right? Uh, from here on out, you guys can go ahead and ask your questions in whatever order, whatever leftovers, and we can use this like as like a part two. So, um, Chopin, you can go first. Um. Okay. Um. In a previous interview, you mentioned that you started out with rap. I wanted to know, like, how did that go? And um, is it something that you think of, like, pursuing again? And also, like, did you release any rap songs? Because, like, I haven't really found any, but I might. To be very honest, that rap thing was just peer pressure. Mm-hmm. So, like, I was singing in church, but as a homeboy in the, in the class, it's, it, it, was, it, was, it was tagged moist to sing as a guy mm-hmm. in my school. And I wanted to be recognized. I wanted to rap and all of that. Funny enough, I you know used to listen to a lot of that green and a lot of um, a lot of Ludacris, a lot of um, DMX. So I just attempted rap one day. I was trying to form freestyle. Surprisingly, I won the battle and like everybody started calling me a rapper and all of that. But now, get this. That really helped me my lyricism right now today mm. as an artist as Oxlade because now I have a vast you know a vast option of vocal vocabulary lines to use if I want to do a pop song I use basic English I mean down to Beijing and Yoruba and if I have a an international record to do I use pure English now away has pure English I was forming anyone can dictate how we play, but Coco said has uh, so literally me having that rap background really helps me with my lyrics and how to place words and how to place rhymes and all of that. So it wasn't a waste after all. 
Okay. So, did you release any like rap music Z. songs anywhere? No. I didn't have the mind, so. But also, okay. I didn't release any rap song, but also it really helped me know how to jump on rap songs. Mm-hmm. There is no current young game that jumps on a rap song like I do. Okay. Yeah. Good shit. Good shit. Um, Sultan, you have any more yeah. questions? Yeah, so I was just wondering, like, just, just going back a little bit. So, like, what's your, like, relationship like with Jules? And how do you meet him? Because I feel like do you, the, the chemistry you guys on that, kind of <laughs> that, on that Angelina was fire. And I definitely wouldn't mind, like, a, maybe, like, a small four song or five <clears> song EP from just you and him. I'm just wondering, like, how did that relationship come about? And, like, yeah, what, what was, like, what was you guys' vibe like? So, Jews heard Cussing Trouble. And he was like, who the fuck is this? He asked DJ to. And he was just put him on to me. I think he put someone on Angelina with files, but he didn't feel the person's vibe. So, now he didn't turn. So, he just sent me the beat. And he didn't tell me files was on it. So... I did a full song, verse one and verse two, until now, fun fact, the verse two of Angelina is the best verse I have done in my life. And it is that verse that they removed for fouls, which really hurts me till, like, eternity. But big shout out to Jules for giving me the opportunity and the platform. He gave me the beat, and I did my thing. I know, like, Deron. I'm the person with Deron thought the song before Noble Vex, so mm. then that's how we came about Angelina. And... Angelina made a lot of people respect me because that was music. That was me. If there's any musician on this podcast, you understand what I'm saying when I'm talking about, you know, hitting the minor keys and we're hitting the major keys, vibrato, falsetto, and all those cap and all those long, long bands. Literally, I did it for a young game. I mean, there are some songs that don't blow you but give you respect in the game. Angelina made a lot of people see me like a musician and not just an artist. And Angelina made me express all the rudiments and all the elements I had learned towards like across the years as a church boy evolving into an artist and also a musician. Okay. Mm. Just, um, just one quick question too. Just about like you were talking about your singing style. Like your singing style is very unique. Where like if somebody hears it, they know it's Oxley. Like what Therefore. essentially, like inspired that like because like the way you behave those your high notes and stuff like that is definitely like different because you'll be adding your own effigy to it so i'm just wondering like <laughs> what inspired that first of all i learned from the greatest of all time Mandy Paul. Mm. Ah, okay, okay 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 and uh, um mushitomo it's really shaped me as an artist classic album, classic as, album. Mm-hmm. yeah that's that's the best album i've heard in my life in one my the, opinion one of the greatest can albums of all time Facts for your facts. That's like mm-hmm. classic merge and perfect blend of Afrobeats and R&B from the greatest, obviously. So yeah, I mean, listening to Nicole, you can't be listening to Nicole and sing shit, except your voice is not good. That's mm-hmm. another angle. Mm-hmm. But I mean, one day really inspired me, and then I started listening to people like Tay Iwa. Mm-hmm. I, I started listening to people like. Um, um, John Bellion, Eric Bellinger, and, you know, lots of R&B guys like that. And they really helped me vocally. And selection of tone is also important. There's a way you... you dictions, and the thing is long, Sha, but, like, these guys really helped me carve out my own, uh, my own craft and my own sound. And like you said, there is no song 
you would hear an Oxlade on, I don't know it's Oxlade. Mm. It's through the kind of songs I consumed all my life. You, uh, you you mentioned one day, right? One of the one argument that that we started off when uh, you know I became part of the podcast was I was I was telling Darian Sultan that I think that you can be for the next gen, uh, what one day call was for us when we were nah, 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 growing nah. up. You don't agree with that? No, nah, nobody can do what one day did. Nobody can do what one day does. Nobody will ever do what one day will do. No, for sure. I'm not saying you be, you know, as exact. I'm not making like there's a no for, like, next. Comparison. There's no next. But you no, don't no, think no, that no, like no. symbolically no. that you can be that? Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. Okay. Okay. It's not like I can't be that. I don't want to mm. be under anybody's shadow. First of all. Okay. Second of all, that guy is too unique to even have another person fill his spot in this generation. Mm. Leave him. He's good. Ted, just free the guy. Mm. You get? Yeah. Yeah, but it's it's a big honor though to like you know have you know, linked conversations with my name and his name, you know. I mean, one of the proudest days of my life was when he was singing Wait For You right in front of me. He was singing my song in front of me and he hit mm-hmm. it right. Mm-hmm. And he inspired, he was meant to be on that song, but at that point, I think he had some issues and he couldn't record his verse because he's, he's good friends with Melvito. I mean, Melvito produced, again, one of his biggest songs of all time. Mm-hmm. And um, literally, like, he had always kept tabs and you know encouraged me and all of that. So I feel it would be disrespectful to even say I am this generation one day. He would say it by himself and say nobody be like one day. Right. And people would still call me and say Oxley is the new school one day. I see it on Twitter and it pisses me off. Mm-hmm. But these days I just let it be. Get okay. me like everybody okay. has like I say everybody has their own opinion. But as okay. for me, my opinion, nobody should ever be mentioned beside him. Understood. Uh, with all due respect to Wandy, though, like a popular consensus is that you know he's gotten. I don't know if he's if he's lost his passion with. Um, I don't know if he's lost his passion for the music industry. Maybe he feels like he's done everything he's supposed to, but it feels like these days he's like very laid back with the music. Like he doesn't seem as driven. Um, he doesn't f- seem as inspired uh, as an artist who is like you know you're hungry and you're like on the scene now. Do you? Is that something that you're wary of? Like, as time goes by in the industry, is that something that you see with the veterans and the people that you look up to coming up? I sincerely feel like we don't know what's going on. It's what we see that we know about. I feel like everybody has demons they fight and everybody has their own problems that they're facing. Mm. So I'll just leave it as that. Mm. But as for me, I keep on praying and working hard, you know, to be a better version of myself. I'm not a better version of one day. Understood. Yeah. Understood. Um, also, another question, right? You also mentioned Beyonce previously. Now, she's catching a lot of heat. People are calling her a culture vulture, saying that she's uh, benefiting from, you know, African aesthetics, but that when there are issues going on in African countries, she's silent, right? Do you think that celebrities like her have a responsibility to say something, especially if... It's not responsibility. You, know, you made an Afrobeats album. Are you whining? Mm. You picked the best of the best, top of the crop, literally to make an Afrobeat album for an African-based movie and you cannot talk about police brutality in Nigeria? Answer the question, sir. It's not an entitlement. It's not a... We don't feel like she must do it, but she should have said something. Mm -hmm. I mean, Rihanna tweeted about it. 
awareness is all we ask for. We don't talk to make you come follow us in Waka for streets. You, you cannot even do it. You don't need to do it. Mm-hmm. All we needed was awareness. All you needed to tweet was answers, bro. It wouldn't disturb your, it wouldn't disturb your brand. Kanye tweeted it every, literally every Hamilton won a race wearing answers t-shirt. Are you whining me? Literally, like. But again, again, I wouldn't really want to say anything about that because I feel like. Also, the line I gave you for the one day P, everybody has demons they're fighting. But mm-hmm. I just feel it wouldn't, it wouldn't have cost her anything to support the movement. But, you know, she might have a reasons. Of which I don't want to hear any of the reasons, Shao, but like, she might have <laughs> Beyonce stars are about to come for you. You know, they're very, you're about to they get will some, come and I'll give some, them some, some B emojis in your Some B emojis <laughs> in your comments very soon. Yeah. I'm but down yeah. for everybody. Who, uh, Dayo, before Dayo, do you have any questions that you wanna um, ask before we wrap up? I'm gonna shout out to MTM for holding Dayo down. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I literally still rate her. Like, she's one of the mm-hmm. greatest entertainers to ever come out of the game. Without mm-hmm. a doubt, she's a queen and everything. Mm-hmm. I see her tomorrow. I go stick with her. I feel even fans on Snap selfie or kind of thing. But she's right. fuck off. Right. You get me? Yeah, yeah I feel yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, Dio, you can go ahead with your question. Uh, yes. I, I mean, the, you guys really asked all my questions for real. Um, what's, I was just wondering, what song are you jamming to now that nobody's dropping music? There is a song called Putin by Techno. It's the best song I've heard this year. Uh, that, that song, man. That song is like, bro, that song is that song not drug, man. Like real talk. That I shit love is yo. That song with my heart. Yo. Like I love it with everything in me. Like that song makes me happy. Literally, like during this whole this whole brutality, this whole NTRSP, I have been sad. I have been going through a lot mentally. I won't even lie. Mm. Sometimes I will break down. Sometimes there was a time I had to get isolated because I was a target and everything. And any time I play that song, it's not sometimes, any time I play that song, I definitely smile. Mm. That's how strong music is to the human, to the human world generally. Big shouts to techno, veteran in making hit songs, one of the best of the best, very underrated. Mm. That song is a special song. Put in, check it out. Oh no, we know that song. We're very familiar with that song. <laughs> if you're familiar with it, God bless you. I rate, I rate your taste like mad. Any of you that is listening to that song. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, uh, Oxlade, I've heard you freestyle on like Instagram Live before and I was like, yo, this nigga is like spinning like he just wrote this shit, man. Is, <laughs> is there any chance that we can get like a little freestyle here? I don't know if that wants to pull up a beat or something, but it'd be nice if we could get like a little... Nah, something. podcast freestyles, the beat is always going to be on delay. My book, my voice is going to be coming like one minute after. Baba, don't like, go by. Feel free. No, 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 no. Because feel free. No, no. Nah, nah, you guys saying here that abstract yeah, freestyle, nah. man. You know why? <laughs> That's the sad part. Like, I'm never scared for if you style about mm. it. But, like, if you really want to see me if you style, like, one of these days, I'll just give you guys it so you guys can select you, random you, you can give us beats an or infamous bits. We don't mind a cappella. If you give us a cappella, not ah. a square. Freestyle or, like, recorded songs? Um, go. You could give us a freestyle. If, if it's a recorded song, something that you haven't dropped before. Okay. Okay. Um... 
Back it up, let me push it. Oh, for your love, I be stupid. Oh, for your love, I be push it. For your love, I be giving my school fees. Oh, back it up, let me push it. Oh, for your love, I be stupid. Oh, for your love, I be push it. For your love, I fall, don't give up on love. But now you make me believe, oh. Oh, you mommy, I know they bobo you. I know they deceive, oh. I fall, don't give up on love. And now you make me believe, oh, oh. Hi, mommy, I know they bubble you. I know they deceive, oh. No, no. How about that? Oh, 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 oh. Are we going to get that? Are we getting your full version of that? Because... You know, <laughs> you guys put out a blast though because now she <laughs> like I said, I'm never shy for freestyle. Freestyle made me who I am today, so like I got you guys. Um, Oxley, hold on, special request too. Is there any way we can hear that um second verse that got cut off from the Jules record? Oh, that would be fire though. That would be fire. Can we, can we, can we, for the culture, please and thank you. Because these are very uh, special so, times. So, okay, okay. I, I was close to actually dropping the second verse. But Juice dropped that record under, I think, Virgin. And they have full rights to the song, both on release oh. verses and everything. So I don't go want to, you know, no, I don't go any trouble. All right. Yeah. Is there any, okay, is there an unreleased record that you can play for us? Like, give us, like, a, like a snippet. Right now? Yeah. How's that possible? I think I have to connect my Bluetooth. Okay. Uh, okay, give me a second. Uh, I think I'll have to go offline to get my Bluetooth connected first. And yeah, I'll play for you guys. I mean, do you niggas have anything better to do? We can wait. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right, okay. I always, I'm always eager to play a really song. Oh my God. <laughs> good shit, good shit. So this song is titled Ojuju. I think I recorded it like four months ago. Okay. Was likely one of those songs that could do something for me. Um, literally me talking about, you know, <laughs> are you guys ready? We're ready, yeah. Yo. We're born ready. All right, now let's go. Shout out to you, man. You don't spoil us that today, man. We appreciate you. Yeah, I got um, you. Um, uh, an episode never finished. No fear. Chopin, <laughs> uh, what's up? LOL. Um, actually, it was two questions. A, um, have you ever considered doing like gospel music or like Christian music? Has that ever? No, so maybe maybe I'll stop securing my own security. Okay. I want to secure all the bags. 
<laughs> um, and then to kill the devil. Mm-hmm. I'm good. And then, I'm um, good. I beg for apology. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's my guy now. It's my guy. It's true now. It's true. <laughs> um, and then lastly, um, like you mentioned earlier, you've done, you have like a plethora of um, collabs and stuff. Um, my personal favorite uh, is Fool, um, the one you did with Dan Dizzy. Um, but I was just wondering like what your favorite collab has been or like feature, I guess. I think it's be wait for you. Huh? Wait for you. Okay. You need an EP with Dr. Two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's dropping next year, don't worry. It has a song called Title Flash that people really are killing me and choking me to release. Because I yeah, I basically so... dropped the snippet. So like yeah, definitely I have like a five track EP with Melvin. So I have a five track EP with Kublon. Then I have my project Oxley from Africa. I think fifteen track album. Yeah. So as you have mistakenly or intentionally given us snippets here now, what was like the trajectory of ah. when trajectory. you dropped the yeah, when is the full song dropping? When are you gonna drop this? Yeah, cause like, yeah, literally, I like I said, I record every day, so like, I just submit the bunches to the ANR. cause like, I, I don't make music like I, I go studio, I won't go a beat, mm. I make it like I leave for it, cause I do, literally. So I don't know when these songs are gonna drop, but mm. <laughs> I got songs, don't worry. And trust me, I'm going to be rooting for this one. I just wrote, I just played for you guys because you guys yeah, seem, fight fight so... for that song to drop, my guy. Fight for ah, that. Ah, don't worry. I'm gonna be mentioning you from time Sad to time. Part, just to just to check Sad part is but it's like I go by that songs. But yeah, for the sake of humility, yeah, I'll try to fight for this one. Amen. That's what we like to hear. It's on my prayer it's on my prayer request list. Um, so before we wrap Look, up, this one is definitely this one is definitely coming out. Come on, come on. Okay, it's okay. commercial level. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, before we wrap up, we have a segment on the pod that we call uh, the sleeper segment, where we play songs that we would like to put people onto, songs that we feel like are being slept on. So Oxlade, yeah. if you have any song, just uh, tell Dio the title and the artist, and then we'll we'll queue it up. Me, I know the fuck. Me, I know the cop. My energy is high. What the fuck? Ashake, Mr. Money. It's, one of it's the funny because we've, we've played Ashake here like three, like three days, three episodes. It's one of the uh, biggest songs. It's one of the biggest songs on the streets right now, and I feel like I'll do everything in my power to put it on the mainstream too. Because like I, I believe in the guy's dreams, and also he has content to to show for it. So yeah, that's one of the songs I want you guys to check out if you're not familiar with it. Mm. Oh, Sultan, can you play sleepers? Cause yeah, they always uh, forgot. No, me, I don't like. I, like my phone is not like playing the sleepers. But just yeah, just just yeah, we can say, put it in. Just everybody, just say your sleeper. Then we'll play your sleeper. In, right? Pause. Then I'll, yeah, we'll put also, it in. Also, also like personally for me, the most slept-on song I've ever done in my life is Coco Set. Like <laughs> the world slept on that, and it hurts my bone marrow. To me, that's my but favorite trust, song. That your EP for real. That's my oh, favorite God. song of all time. Then, o- <laughs> then, go- then next one O two for sure on the EP. Yeah, I'm just messing around, but I just felt like Coco said didn't get because it was during the pandemic, and you know the clubs couldn't bang that song because it's a very pacey song. So like, I totally understand. But the song will come back. I'll put Angelique Joe on it. All of you are mad. You listen to it by force. 
right, so so um Sultan, what was your sleeper? My sleeper is Moyo by Fueshi Oloye. She said how milkshake brings other boys to the yard, yard. She said how milkshake brings other boys to the yard, yard. Something must to keep passing. Where I did look you, shave be real passing. Well, are you fine? Well, are you said to that? Oh, who you be? Cause you are giving me the sweetest taboo. You just they make me they swim like my What's your sleeper? Uh, my sleeper is uh, Manny Wells and Tim's uh, Peace. This feels like drama. Can't go single day without using. Can't go single day without looking. 
my sleeper, I have two sleepers. Uh, one is playing uh, is Bad Man by playing Ben. And I down steps so majestical. Yeah, hey, body bad so classical. Fuck a bad man, make him one sit down. Yeah, calm down, baby, listen. listen. Coming after you for a reason. Yeah, hey, body bad, send a nigga to a prison. You so good, me, I really want to fit in. Yeah, everyday me, I want it. Want it. Girl, I no feel like me, I want it. Want it. Whatever you got me, I want to. They there for you, I want it. Back here so dangerous. Bonnie and Clyde when you look at us Girl, I know if you say we taste strong Together, the both of us yeah. Go down, take you, take you round town I'm a bad guy, what you want me? I'm a bad man, what you want me? Yeah. Go down, take you And the second one is Omoge by D-Truce My project don't drop, but I'm making it bump again. My baby, they my place where we table the case, but she's playing her games again. Baby, don't put me for trouble. Don't bust my bubble, I'm again. Baby, don't put me for trouble. Don't bust my bubble. If I took one of any totation, man, I go by me. If I took one of any totation, Baby, no, they do like you don't understand the word that I'm saying right now. Baby, no, they fall. I'm trying to tell you something, but you're acting like you won't fight me till I run. Oh, yeah, baby, come. Me, I'm trying to put you on a wave, wave, wave. Baby, come on with me to my cave, cave, cave. All up in your pussy where I find my face. All up in your pussy where you find my face. Say I do the grace. Say I'm always smoking, always smoking out the place. Put me in my face. What you pay me for? Say I don't know better because I'm trying to... And Oxley, can you go ahead and repeat your sleeper one more time? Mr. Money by Ashake. Me, I not the cop. Me, I not the form. My energy is high. What the fuck?
had a very very dope episode i can say with my chest that you are you're the best guest that we've had so far man like, wow yeah. yes yeah de- you, you definitely I, I won't lie to you i did not expect you to be we as vibrant stand. as you are because usually like no, I, I kind of knew this yeah. was gonna happen because oxley promotes songs that he does with other artists on his instagram like as if it's his music and he'd be like energetic yeah. to this shit too. so i'm like no, me, I'm, yeah me, i'm big on me i'm big on me i'm big on you know supporting the people i can with little way where I fit. So literally, most of these features are not even paid. There are songs that I just genuinely connect with. This is one of the best, um, like I said, it's one of the best guests we've had. And yeah, we definitely Thank appreciate, you, appreciate you coming on and preparing like the, the 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 new music for us. We definitely, I, I definitely hope for more heartbreak so we can get more fire music. Oh, I don't know if that's get out. The Lord will not give you people and do. Before you go, let's uh, all shout out our social media handles so we can follow each other and stay connected and shit like that. All uh, right. Oxford, you can go first. Oxford official on all platforms. Appreciate it. Uh, Shope? Um, it's Mshope Rorua. So M O S O P E R O. Oh, Jesus Christy. M O S O P E O R E. O L U W A on Instagram and Twitter. Okay. Um Dio. Dio underscore Nintendo on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, uh Salt on. Um my Instagram is A T E K S underscore and my oh shit, no, my Twitter is A T E K S underscore and my Instagram is D Salt and Atheco Jack. my Twitter and Instagram or or is Okuchi. That's O K W U C H I I I, and you can follow us on Twitter at FLW Podcast. I'm pretty sure it's the same on Instagram as well. Um, Oxley, we go hit that follow button now to make you know who we be. I know. Yes, um, I know. Yeah. Instantly, sharply. Yeah, man. We appreciate you. We appreciate you, man. We did your back. Love, love. Everything you got going on, man. Whether it's in the streets or as far as your music career is involved, man. And, you know, we we did your back. We look forward to doing a follow-up episode when you drop one of many projects that we're anticipating for next year, for sure. And maximum respect, man. And definitely, like, please spread the word. You know, we're up and coming podcasts, and we're definitely trying to. They're blown podcast, No, we're international podcasts. We're the best podcast in Nigeria. I mean, I mean, I mean <laughs> the word <laughs> up and coming is so irritating to me. No disrespect. I mm. prefer the word fast rising. Mm. Okay, fast rising. Well, fast rising mm. pod, and you know, we just want to get get out there. So please, definitely, like supports when we post the episode and stuff like that you know therefore yeah. therefore now therefore oh, you know me i'm a support system i got y'all uh i bet before you go what's in a tutu for you you mean i beg yes i forgot <laughs> I to ask that is that vibe so, language or apparently from the side where i come from because like you know it's like saying um sex as in intercourse and as in gender from mm. the side i come from a tutu means like a fresh baby, like a fresh soft baby. Right. But then, after I put the song out, people now started saying from their own ends, or it means okay. ugly and all of that. Yeah. And me, I mean, from the context I was saying it, I said atutu poyoyo and I'll do do for you, you. Actually, go listen to it again. Fun facts, another one. 
They said, I said, anything you want to offer, baby, send them out them brother. I do do for you. I do do for you. So I hear it again. Yeah. Um, we need, we're going to need you to open like a Rap Genius page or something, bro. Because on Rap Genius, it least says Atutu Poyoyo or something like that. So that's why I was like, is this vibes or... Because sometimes it's actually, you get lost in translation. Actually, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. People, yeah. they cap a lot. Even Rap Genius, you know, sometimes they do mistake. Right, <laughs> right. Um, uh, again, thank you so much, man. We appreciate you, thank man. Thank you. Appreciate you. And uh, blessings, man. It goes to you, man. For sure, for sure. with that we wrap up another dope episode of from Lagos with Love Podcast be safe out there everybody and we'll catch you guys next week alright booyaka booyaka I think you should try a different one next week yeah 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 yeah. that one I don't like you niggas man did I tell you that have I mentioned that before